In the 1980s and in the early 70s, uh, there was a, a change happening in music. Well, the change had really started to happen several decades before uh, when music started to get electrified. It was acoustic for so long, and then in the late 40s, 50s, you really start to see the rise of electric guitars and then ways to change that sound. And out of Britain, we started to see really kind of an interesting transgression of music. As, transgression's the wrong word. Uh, an interesting evolvement of music as you, we got to see the rise of pop music and the Beatles, and we started to get kind of bouncy songs, and then they kind of went one direction, and then the Rolling Stones came about and took that same popularity and kind of moved it into a bit more of a rock and blues side of things. And then around the late 70s, there was something else that started to come up. It's called punk rock. The Clash. The clash started to come about out of this whole era, and it was a, a bit of angst and energy and things that maybe hadn't really been heard in a particular way before. But there's one song that came about that most everybody knows, whether or not you knew it was from the clash or not. And the title of the song, and one of the main lines, is Should I Stay or Should I Go Now? And now you're all singing it in your head, I know. But it's a great song as we walk through the book of Acts. Because as we walk through this book of Acts, as we see the missionary life of Paul and of Peter, and if you were to read a few chapters before our reading today, and as you read a few chapters after this reading today, you continually see this thought process in Paul's head, should I stay or should I go now? Because there's mission work to be done. Remember that Jesus sent off his apostles and he said, go, make disciples of all nations, teaching them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and baptizing them. And then on another time, he gave them the commission, right? He said, you're going to preach my truth and preach my word in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. See, in the book of Acts is where we start to see the fulfillment of that ends of the earth. And this journey that Paul is on Right before this setting, he was with the Gentiles and then he was making his way to Jerusalem to speak before the council on behalf of the Holy Spirit that was being poured out over the Gentiles in the same way that he had been poured out over the Jews as well for the believing ones in Christ. And he was passing by port after port wondering, should I stay or should I go now? And each time we hear that the Holy Spirit said, no, go, go. Don't stay here yet. Don't stay here. And then on the way from Jerusalem back up to the Gentiles, he's making his way through different ports, and the Holy Spirit's keeping him out of Asia for a while and guiding his paths. And then he gets to where our reading is today in the city of Troas, and he sees a vision from God, not of God, but one of a man saying, help us. Come to Macedonia. Help us. And they supposed that it was for them to preach God's word. It's because it's that word that needs to go from place to place. It's that word that needed to go from the cross in Jerusalem to Judea, to Samaria, to the ends of the earth. And there were people that were going to stay in Jerusalem and carry that word. And there were people that were going to go and carry that word. And so 
about 10 guys with Paul, Luke being one of them, the author of Acts. And then Timothy joins along as well at one point in the travels. They go. They go to Macedonia. They go to Philippi. And see, this was a big town, an important town. Yet there was no synagogue. There was no gathering place. There was no place that the Jews would regularly get together. And so Paul and the guys are walking around in Philippi saying, is this the place? They're there for several days and saying, we're supposed to come to some place in Macedonia here and help. And the Sabbath comes along with no synagogue to go to. Remember, that was Paul's kind of regular thing. He would go to the local synagogue. He would reason with the Jews there about how Christ was the fulfillment of all of the books that had been written by Moses and all the others in the books of wisdom and the books of poetry and how Christ was the fulfillment of those words. But without a synagogue, the regular place to gather was down by the river. And so they head down there, expecting a place of prayer, expecting the people to be there that God was calling them to help, expecting somebody to speak God's word to. And there was a group of women who regularly gathered there. Now remember Paul's vision. A man, a Macedonian man said, come help us. And he gets in, and there's no man in this moment to be seen, but a group of women. And he he preaches that word, and one of those women that's there, Lydia, hears that word, and the Spirit works upon her heart, and it's changed. She hears God's call. She's baptized. And I realize that we didn't take the baptism banner down from last week. We don't have a baptism today, but it still works. Lydia was baptized Her and her whole household were baptized. Paul's thinking, hey, work done. Stayed for a while, now it's time to go. Mission accomplished. See, that's Christ's mission, right? That God's word, the truth of his word, would be carried on and carried out. How often do you ponder that question? Should I stay or should I go now? High schools get done. College comes about. Should I stay? Should I go now? Job opportunities come. Should I stay? Should I go? Moving happens. Should I stay? Should I go? See, because along with Christ's mission of his word getting out to the ends of the earth, which... That's kind of where we're at and have received his word. There's another mission that goes on. It's not as good-hearted. In fact, it's an evil one. Because Satan has his mission too. Separate all of God's creation from God's word. Shut the ears of all those that would hear God's word. Break the connection between creation and creator. Separate what is good so that it has no source of life and truth. And that mission carries on as well. And so we struggle with that question. Should I stay? Should I go? Here's kind of the beautiful part. We hear Jesus' words at the end of that John reading, correct? In this world, there will be trouble, tribulation. 
but I've overcome the world. You see, the, the next line of the Clash song was, if I go, there will be trouble, and if I stay, there will be double. There's going to be trouble, whether you stay or whether you go. There's going to be trouble here, there's going to be trouble there, and it almost starts to sound like green eggs and ham with Dr. Seuss. Whether you're here or there or anywhere, there's going to be hard things to walk through. But God's word is in all of it. Because you are baptized like Lydia and her household, baptized into the word of God, baptized into the love of God, baptized into the family of God where God's word is always true and always present and always brings you forgiveness and always brings you strength. Whether you stay or whether you go, God's word is present so that his word is preached here, his word is preached where you go, his word is present in your life. And so we ponder, as we often should, should I stay or should I go? And really the answer is it doesn't matter. You stay, God's word is with you. You go, God's word is with you. You're protected. You're there. He's present in this place and in the places where we go as he continues to speak his love in your life so that you can speak his love into the lives around you. And sometimes that's in a very small circle, and sometimes that's in a very widening circle. If Paul stayed, Lydia asked him the question, right, if you judge me faithful, stick around a while. Well, what do we know about Philippi? Well, a church was started there, right? Paul ended up writing another letter down the road to the Philippians, to the church that was there, supposedly gathering quite regularly in Lydia's house as the local church place. Since there was no synagogue or other gathering place, she became the center of the Christian world in Philippi. God's word, daily, present, ever-changing lives in the midst of things that were going on. God's word present there so that his word would carry on. Even after Paul went, his word remained there and went with Paul. Continually growing each week, continually going each day that those in Philippi lived and each place that Paul traveled to afterwards. His word going to the ends of the earth so that it would reach you. So that it would bring the truth of God to you so that you would hear of his love and his forgiveness for you. And so that you would know, no matter where you go or where you stay, God is with you. Amen. Please join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, you call us into places near and you call us into places far. We thank you for your promise that your word is ever with us, that you have overcome the world. Because you're the true God. You are the strength each day. And by your grace, we get to share something beautiful and good with all those around us here and far away. Give us confidence where you call us to share your word through our hands and actions and through our words and our deeds that you would strengthen all of our gifts that they would bring glory to you and that all would hear 
of your love for us in Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen.